Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Marriage Be Hard podcast. My name is Melissa. I'm Kevin Fredericks. And on this podcast, we find some of our favorite internet couples. We bring them on here. We laugh. We have a good time. You learn about them. We learn about them. We drop some gems, and then we get up out of here. Okay? We don't. We be here for a good time, not a long time. All right. So on the podcast today, I am sure you have seen this beautiful family come across your Instagram at some point. And if not, you have probably seen their podcast on the YouTube. And that uh, is <laughs> nut. What you left, Nick? On the YouTube. I seen them on the YouTube. It was YouTube. I seen a video up, up on the YouTube. My nephew showed me Correct. how to pull it up on, on my the phone. Instagram, on the social medias. I seen it while I was watching my program, and then they showed me the YouTube. Correct. I'm old school. I'm sure you guys are on TikTok actually as well. I don't be on TikTok that much, but at this point. Who it, I go through phases. <laughs> we just start off this relationship with pure lies. No, 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 no. First of all, that no, that is hundred percent true. I go through. Let me introduce the people and shut up. <laughs> Mark and Jay Gobalt. Thank you so much. Now let me address him addressing me. <laughs> I when I'm on t uh, TikTok heavy, I'm on TikTok heavy. Okay, let me see your phone and, and see when the last time you watched TikTok. Back out. You can check. And then I will back on out of there. How you go to it? Oh, now she don't know how to get in. Oh, I was on there today because I was doing the couple. Oh, so now you was on here today. Because I was doing the couple. Okay, let me let me check and see if she was on here last night. Go. First of all, you all, give me this. Oh, now I see I'm about to be right. I'm about to be No, you're not because you're scrolling their Instagram. Last night I was on Twitter. Because, because. You, girl, your mama called. Mama called Clay. I was called Clay. So, all right, Mark and Jade, we are going to begin. So we um, normally like to start with a little bit of telling us about your love story. So, of course, I've done a little bit of research. It seemed to me y'all been together for a long time. But y'all just got married in the midst of the pandemic. Now, I'm going to get to this because I want to know the reasons why y'all had decided to do that. But go and take me back to the beginning of time. You like to tell the story. Because my story is the best story. There we go. I love it when the man's story is the right one. Yeah. So, so, so I was working for Nike at the time uh -huh. at Deacon in Dallas, like a marketing rep. And I was looking to build an influencer platform. Because I spent time in New York and they had a whole, this is 2016. So I'm asking around, like, who in Dallas can I tab to see some Nike product to get them to post about Nike? And one of my friends that was an old manager from my New York time lived in Atlanta. He, I don't know how he saw her, how, what the correlation was, but he sent me her Instagram. So I'm, so I'm check it out i'm like oh I've, I've seen this face before i had a friend in high school uh what almost 10 years prior that claimed to be dating her oh yeah. he whips out his phone he's like hey i got this new girl we talk all the time so i'm like who it was her picture so when i first see this i'm like this girl ain't real <laughs> why would he send me this not real person <laughs> To reach out to. <laughs> you thought she was a catfish? I really thought she was a catfish. And there's this, that, okay, so the catfish part of my journey is a whole separate 
life story, okay? Yeah, that yeah. is like a whole... That's Wait, a whole, have you been used as a catfish a lot? Yeah. I have... So I have an identical twin sister. Okay. Oh. Since we were like 14, so I'm talking Bebo, MySpace, Black Planet days, people like stole our pictures and made fake profiles of us yep. to the extent that by 2007... <laughs> I could type in my name on MySpace and there'd be like 300 profiles that would pop up. Just oh my God. And my name. And so we talking about 2007 and to this day, there are yeah. still like profiles out there that have like my old pictures. So that's a whole, that's a whole nother story. Wow. But people who know, know. The Kendall twins was like a whole thing. And I knew. So I was like, this is fake. I'm not going to reach out to her. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> so I see that, oh, like she has college photos up and she has like actual videos where she's talking, which I've never seen a video of her talking. You're like, this catfish done, she got the, this is the best one. This one got <laughs> talking and everything. This is AI before it was AI. <laughs> they don't pay the extra for this catfish. Yes. Okay. So I, I, I reached out. I sent her an email. Using my Nike email, which was Mark. I was just about to say, I already know. So what oh, I'm going to do is reach out to this beautiful woman <laughs> with, with my, with with my work, work email. With work stuff. So she know I'm legit. Since so she seemed to be legit. And that's no. exactly what it was. Because he not only sent me an email, but he also DM'd me. I saw the DM first. And I was like, ciao. Okay. This is a Nike catfish. He don't work for them. <laughs> So I didn't know at that time. He said he worked at for, at Nike. And I'm like, I've been in this a long time. I don't believe nothing. So it wasn't until I saw my email and it was like an at Nike.com email that I was like, oh, okay. He's a legitimate person. All right. I'll like it. So she responds. We meet up at um, North Park Mall, Dallas, Texas. And she was wearing, was it a green dress? Like a green knit? Yes. It was a dark green knit, kind of similar to the color she's wearing now. And she floated to me in the mall. Ah. <laughs> I'm talking about she straight glided. She had just been voting. So I saw a little voting sticker. I'm like, okay, look at her. She care about the community. <laughs> let's, let's go. And we sat down, we talked. I kept it very business. I was just about to say, why was y'all meeting at the park on a Saturday to discuss an influencer campaign? No, no, it, it was, was a mall. It was, yeah, it's called North Park, North Park, Park yeah, yeah. but it's a mall. Oh, uh, okay. It was, like central, it was like a central location because at the time I was in grad school in the area. So I told him, hey, I only have 30 minutes because I have class after this. And I like I'm an influencer, but I wasn't an influencer full time at this point. So I had lots of stuff going on. And I was like, 30 minutes, that's all you got. Like, let's talk and leave it at that. And then he stuck to my time. So we, you know, walk away that day. A couple of days later, he texts me and is like, hey, I have some products that I want to give well, you. Normally, we order products for people. Mm -hmm. It takes some time. Mm -hmm. I was like, nah, she's special. So I went to the office. <laughs> I told a whole bunch of other people to order products <laughs> to put in a bag. So I can hear this man call. has broken yeah. all the Nike protocol. Oh, to it didn't matter. That man said, this is going to be my wife. I'm hollering through the work email. I'm ready in the closets. 100%. I'm going to take a flight to Oregon real quick. I I, I got to get some dead stock. To, yes. I got the Marty McFly's for you. I got everything. <laughs> and so, yeah, we met up two days later at a, a, a diner or something like that. Yeah. And we ended up talking for like three hours. Wow. Oh, wow.
after that it, uh, was, was, it was well from from my side because you know it's never a clean cut oh i'm single you're single situation right so i had a whole boyfriend he had i was getting out situation. of a relationship yeah i was getting and out. literally i i the next day we sat and talked for like three or four hours and i was like oh god this is not good this is not good this is not good <laughs> Not that girl. And the next day, I ended up getting in this huge fight with my boyfriend at the time. And I basically, and it was kind of like a conversation, like him trying to tell me what church I was going to go to and what I was going to do as a representation of him. And child, it was, it was. He picked the wrong day. You don't even know I already was dating somebody from Nike anyway. So, and you don't have no shoes for me. So, and what in the control freak is going on? It was it was then when I knew that it was over. So I literally broke up with him that morning at brunch. And then I was at dinner with him that night. And we literally have been together ever since. Wow. What year is this? 2016. 2016. Yes. Yes. Wow. So we literally got together, started dating immediately, basically. And then probably about, what, three or four months into us dating, he got a call about a job opportunity at Nike headquarters in Portland, in Beaverton, mm -hmm. in Oregon. And he was like, should I go? And I was like, yeah, you should go. Like, what's keeping you here? Like, I'm here, but like, go, do that, you know, pursue your career. And so long story short, he goes to Oregon. I followed him a few months later. And then we lived together for like three and a half years until we actually got married. So, we so y'all were shacking up. We Absolutely. Were, we were definitely shacking and up. And had a baby too. Yeah. And that wedlock baby? Baby had a wedlock? Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Wait, you guys were only said, together. She said, absolutely, absolutely yes, correct. Absolutely you guys were only physically together for three months before you picked up and moved. Did you finish grad school first? We're going to take a break from this episode to tell you about BetterHelp. Thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. Okay, let's talk about it. I actually, I think I told you guys, I think I owe you guys a check-in. I think I do. So I have started officially with my um, life coach and it's been going uh, really, really well. We actually did a check-in um, here recently, last week actually, and we were talking about prioritizing because I was telling her I often feel really like unorganized in my life. Like I have like so many things going on and she stopped me and said, you have to stop you are actually very organized. Like I gave her access to my calendar and like let her know, you know, some of the things I have going on. She was like, you're so organized. It's weird to me that you don't think of yourself as organized. And I was like, well, now I don't know what to do with this information. And so we ha ended up having like a full conversation, which I know I've heard this 3000 times before about like how hard I am on myself that I end up focusing on the things that I don't feel like I do well, or if I don't do everything perfect, then for me, it's a complete miss. Um, and with the help of a therapist, I'm actually able to like, realize that about myself and start shining a light on the things that I either do well or things that I accomplish in a day or things that I um, have set out for myself that I actually do instead of focusing on like the 5% that I didn't do that negates the rest of the day because that's what I will do. I'm only able to do that with the help of a therapist. If I leave it up to me, I don't have enough wherewithal inside of myself to like come at myself in that way and like offer um, a, a challenge to that way of thinking. And the beautiful thing about um, my therapist and doing it with a like better help is that I was literally in my car on my way to getting my hair done, having a therapy session. 
That's how easy and convenient it is. I do not have to drive to an office. I do not have to be on FaceTime if it does not work for my schedule. I was in my car. She was coming through the speaker, so I was hands-free. This is all very legal. And I was able to do my 45-minute therapy session in LA traffic and feel accomplished. And that's freaking great. I must say that is great. If you are nervous about therapy, if you feel like you don't have the time or it's so inconvenient, let me tell you something. BetterHelp is here to cure all of their concerns. Number one, it's all online. It's designed. That means from the start of the, the forefront of the company's mind, it was designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. I always don't meet with my therapist on the same day or time of the week. And she's actually really cool with that. And that works for me because I have a very dynamic schedule and being able to like cancel this week or do it on Wednesday this week, but Tuesday that week, like is really, really convenient for me. You're going to uh, go on their website. You're going to fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with the licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mbh today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash M-B-H. Now let's get back to the show. I did. I did. So okay. really, technically, he got the call about three and a half, four months into yeah. his dating. I didn't move until like about six months later, but I was going there every month or whatever it was. So I graduate from grad school and then I'm a full-time influencer at this point, so I can do whatever I want, essentially. Yeah. So I'm traveling and stuff, going back and forth, and then by the holiday season, I was like, there's no reason for me to be in Dallas. Like, I'm done with school. I'm done with this. Hey, your boy I, got her. I got her twisted up and bent, they said. And then we were there for, yeah, for three and a half years until we moved back to Dallas during the pandemic and got married and had more kids and all that stuff. So do you still work at Nike? No. So I left in 2020. Um, 2020. I was led to get up out of there. And it was a great experience, a lot of learnings, almost 10 years with the brand. Oh, wow. Still got some great relationships and all that, but um, I actually left, started my own brand, and yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so then you guys move back to Dallas, all right? You guys do this in when? In January of 2020? April 2020. Oh, at the height of the the beginning of the beginning of the pandemic. So y'all are just two wild people, okay? (laughs) Yes. Within six weeks, within six weeks, okay, we had gone to, so we were engaged, like, beginning of 2020. We were part of, y'all know the Knot, like the wedding platform? Oh, yes, we just talked about it. Yes, The Knot Dream Wedding or something? Or they have, like, multiple, but the Knot Worldwide is, like, their, like, Got it. Yeah, Okay. yes. have, I don't know if they still do it, but they had this kind of like crew of most influential weddings of the year. So there was like 10 couples who were getting married in 2020 and you got part of this crew. So we were a part of this crew. And so we did a brand trip to West Palm Beach. And this was like, as soon we went on this trip with the knot and did all this like wedding stuff, celebratory stuff. And then, and then right when we got back, everything shut down. Like the the whole you know world is like okay we're in a pandemic so at that point i'm like we're in oregon all of our family's pretty much in texas we have a nine-month-old baby at- <laughs> so i was just like are they gonna close the borders like, <laughs> we didn't know what was happening it at the was beginning. chaotic yes i was like i can't for my mental health i gotta get out of here i'm and not so- gonna be stuck in oregon i know that much. i know that's right <laughs> hey now look 
I love now Oregon. We loved it, but Oregon. but our Oregon. people were not there. Like our friends, our friends were there. We had a really great tight like marriage, like married couples community. So that was beautiful about Oregon. But like everybody was like fifty feet. Like nobody was yeah. Together, yeah. and it was just like I can't do this. And we were the only ones with a little baby. So I just felt like mentally I couldn't handle it. So within six weeks, we packed all our stuff up and went back to Dallas. Like yeah. he drove 30 hours, me, my sister, and my baby. We flew and we like lived with my dad for a couple of weeks until we found an apartment. And that was it. Like six weeks, we were out of Oregon, back in Dallas. Dang. Marriage off. And we called our marriage, well, our, the, not wedding. our marriage, the wedding, the wedding. Wait, y'all called the wedding off only to then turn around, have the wedding on in June. What is happening in y'all life right now? Because 2020 had enough going on for y'all to decide to have a baby, pick up and move, call the wedding off, and then turn around and say, you know what we should the do? The wedding's back on, baby! We, we should have this wedding. Yes, and we're going to plan it in three weeks. Like, <laughs> I did, okay? planning originally a destination yeah. wedding we had people, oh. people confirmed from mexico and we were like okay first off we got to give y'all your money back because we don't know what the world looking like at this mm -hmm. point and we don't want to be you know holding your yeah. hostage you know all that so we had to cancel it and that was the whole thing for me too because we basically were getting the whole thing sponsored like the hotel the all oh, it was just so much even business-wise that like broke my little heart but we knew that it can't, it couldn't happen. So we, I, we were kind of depressed about that for a second, and then we talked about it. And we were just like, we, what is the marriage about? Like, what is the wedding about? It's about us, and it's yeah. about us coming together and doing the things the way that God wants us to. Because simultaneously, like prior to us getting engaged and having a baby, like we were really trying to grow in our relationship with Christ, like as individuals and as a couple. Yeah. So really trying to change the way that we were operating and, and we started premarital counseling about six months before we got married and part of that was abstaining from sex for six months before we got married mm. so we like had a baby but we stopped having sex so that we could like get stuff in order and so we were like why are we like making this about an event like it needs to be about us so we ended up hiring a lady and we said hey this is our budget we got three weeks 30 people max outside figure it my out dad's backyard in my dad's it, backyard it was, it was amazing and it, it was, was yeah. it was beautiful like was we awesome. didn't even have the time to like pick colors pick flowers but we just said okay lord we are trusting this woman to do <laughs> what she what she can do and it was gorgeous like yeah. it was literally the most perfect day and we couldn't have planned it that way. And it was exactly what it was supposed to be. Quick question real quick. I want to make sure I understand something. Y'all abstain from sex after having a baby? Uh, yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So uh, most people <laughs> usually do it. Most people do it the other way. But y'all say, okay, we, we got the baby. That's the most sex thing you could do. Now let me get to know you before we get married. <laughs> Hold our daughter real quick. But not, no, 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 no more. I got to, you got to get to know me now. You got to get the number now. <laughs> oh, you know what I love about this story, though? Like, y'all could have easily put a pause on everything. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. y'all was like, you know what? At the end of the day, it's me and you anyway. The wedding is for us. The marriage, you, you are more important, even if it's outside, even if it's 30 people. If it's not a destination wedding, it's in my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people just 
pause and 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 also pause the relationship. They took it as a sign to be like, you know, maybe this ain't meant to be. Y'all was like, even if the even if it wasn't meant to be the way we thought it was, it is meant to be still. And I think in relationships, often, and this might be an example of that, you are gonna have to pivot. Some some things look one way and then become a different way. Mm -hmm. And as long as you go into it together, like for example, abstaining from sex after having a baby, some people do that. (laughs) And then as long as y'all agree that that's the thing to do. (laughs) But no, I really do think that's amazing because you hear more stories of people uh, losing their relationships and their marriage in the pandemic. I can't think of many uh, people that found, like got married, because June of 2020 was still in the thick of it. I mean, Texas was a little open, yeah. But it was like we was not out of the woods yet, and y'all was like, "Nah, we all in." And I think that all in mindset is is so important to uh, to establish and maintain a healthy relationship. So I love that y'all y'all just pushed forward and made it work. Yeah, that's beautiful. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. There were times that we doubted. Just yeah. because during that time, especially for my wife, she had these you know dreams as a little girl of having this type of dress and this type of moment and all of those things which also called me to be more compassionate of that and not me. I'm like, look, we're getting this done, make decisions, thing roll ahead. But I had to like pause and comfort her during those moments of like, Hey, no, it's not exactly what you want it to be, but this is how God intended for it to be. Yeah. And bring that because everything truly happens on purpose. I love that. There were times that it was like, we don't know if we're going to do this. Then the whole family thing, we had to like 15 a piece and cut people out. And oh. Call. oh, man. No, oh, that was a, I know that was tough. Because we, so, yeah. we both have very big families and everybody is pretty much in Texas to a certain extent. So we never thought we would have to be in a position where we couldn't have everybody that yeah. we wanted. There. Yeah. But at the same time, everybody that was there was like purposefully there. Yep. And that's really beautiful because even the day of you know, as a bride, you think like you are worried about all the things going on out there. You're like, okay, is everybody there? All my bridesmaids together, all you know, all the things. And truly, my day was so peaceful. Like my mm. mom, sisters, like my dad, my stepmom, like everybody like that was there was helping out, doing everything to nice. so good the whole day. And it was really a beautiful start to how our marriage still is today. Which is like, if it ain't giving peace, if it ain't giving joy, if it ain't giving kindness, gentleness, like we're not doing it. Yeah. We don't allow other people to like infiltrate like what we have and what we have going on in any way, shape, or form. And that hasn't always, you know, deemed well with like friends and family because we make a lot of choices and decisions that like they don't necessarily agree with all the time, but we're very solid in like how we operate. Are they going to be okay? Because yeah. okay, yeah, you know? as long as, as long as y'all okay, the rest of y'all, y'all, it's okay if it hurts a little bit. And I they come around. That. They come around. And even if they around. don't, y'all gotta protect y'all first. Yeah. That part. Yes. That part. That part. <laughs> even if they don't. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Okay, so uh, that was actually a really good conversation in that 20 minutes. So we normally ask, uh, I'm trying to figure out, hold on, I just have to ask this question. Jade, when did you cut your hair? I cut my hair halfway in October 2021 and all the way December 2022. Okay. All right. What, what's, okay. We love a good, why'd you cut your hair story? Yeah. Because there's always a reason. Uh, And especially as short as you went, it's longer now, 
but yes. you went short, short, and you have really long hair. So tell us what was the, the impetus for this? Impetus. So mm -hmm. the, it's a long story, but I'll shorten it a bit because really, truly, I was known for my long curly hair. Like I built myself, you know, like I said, I had this whole catfishing scenario, you know, time. Um, and I was known for that, but I was really known for the influencer lipstick and curls that I became. So I was like an old, like OG beauty YouTuber started in 2010, did that uh, and became known for my curly hair videos and stuff. So that's what I did for the longest time. And I went full time as an influencer in 2016. So I've been, that's my full time has been creating content, primarily beauty content. And so I have always considered myself a Christian, but I did not let Jesus be the Lord of my life. I got you. The last few years. Mm -hmm. And so as I was unlearning and relearning and transforming my mind, my heart, my spirit about everything, I came to this place where I realized that my hair had become an idol, like lipstick and curls. The, the persona had become an idol, mm. not for myself, but for most of my audience. And so when I realized that, because it wasn't, and it wasn't just like, oh, it's an idol. It was like, no, I'm asking if I can cut my hair. I'm asking if I can curl it. I'm asking if I can straighten it. I'm asking if I can go work out because my hair isn't right. And it was all of these questions that were like dictating my lifestyle based on my hair. Who are you asking? The, the peripheral idol who I, myself, I don't know, somebody in the atmosphere. Got it. But I understand when you become, the interesting thing is that you build a brand off you. And then somewhere along mm -hmm. the way, the brand takes over and you take a step back. Yeah. And if you don't keep those two, number one, you don't keep the brand in check, it will take over. Or you, the person, begin to outgrow the brand, but you yep. don't allow the brand to catch up. Yeah. You know, it's funny about that. I was watching Patrick Mahomes and he said he wants to cut his hair. And his manager was like, head and shoulders won't like that. And he was just like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's like, like literally like I'm tired of I don't want this haircut anymore. And he's like, but you can't. So yeah. I can see how your if you if that's your brand and your platform, yeah. you're like, but this, I I I'm the one that got to wear this though. Like yeah. So go ahead. I didn't. I mean, uh, yeah, I didn't mean you. to. But you're <laughs> and it has financial implications. Like there's a yeah. lot that's involved in it. Yeah. So I just want to bring that up. But continue. That, no, absolutely. That all of that was the case. Yeah. Like truth. Like I had primarily worked with hair care brands, so it was like they would hire me for the curly hair tutorials and all the things. And so when I kept feeling in my spirit that I needed to cut it off, I was like, why? <laughs> like why? I, I'm like the like the main breadwinner of our household. Like I'm. This is it. This is who I am. And it was like, no, that's not who you are. And because you've been so focused on curating, yeah, Sona. Like Jade is somewhere in the back, like unhealed, still dealing with trauma from her past. Come on, like, Jade. You know, and then also like becoming a mom and a wife. That stuff hit me in the face so hard because I had always envisioned the type of mom and the type of wife that I was gonna be. And I got to them roles and I was not her mm -hmm. at all. And I was like, where is this like wisdom and patience and nurturing like person that's supposed right. to be here? Right. And it was really gut-wrenching and like hard to face the fact that like the hair was literally a barrier between me and like the growth and the person that God had designed me to be. Cause mm -hmm. like, it couldn't be me choosing who I wanted. And that's what I was able to do before. Mm -hmm. So my hair was like the physical manifestation of like a spiritual like release. 
to God's will in my life. Yes. And truly, you know, I, like I said, I, I cut off like most of it to like right here after I had my second baby. And I felt like that was God giving me grace and being like, yeah, no, you, you really need to cut all of it off. But like, I'm gonna let you live right here. <laughs> it was also this piece of like, I cut it. And then he was like, no curls. So I wore my hair straight for like a year. Oh. And people were like, how dare you? Your hair was so beautiful. Why are you wearing it? And I'm like, y'all don't understand. I can't wear my hair curly because what it does to me, like psychologically and spiritually, it makes me care about what y'all think yeah. more than what God thinks Woo. about me. And like, that's got to stop. And so like, I go through this weird like transition and that's when I changed my name from lipstick and curls on all my platforms to Jay Godbolt because I had to like let her go. Right. This is the rebirth album. It, it is. is. <laughs> it she, is. And you know what, though? I do love... Oh, my bad. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. You're good. I was just saying, like, it's... I, I really commend you because some people, especially when that is tied to your financial... Uh, your income, people yeah. just can't... And then you end up living essentially a lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you are acting as the persona to, you know, for appearances, for brand deals, for events, whatever, and that becomes taxing. When at, at the beginning of this, they found you for you, and you the title was Instagram thing was just an Instagram handle. So I commend you for just being like, look, I actually have to live and exist in this body as the person, and either the audience will stay, go, come, but I've got to be here first. And some people cannot do that. So they yeah. end up, um, I don't want to say going crazy, but they end up warring within themselves That's because... Good. The brand has to appear this way. And this happens in more than just beauty. This is actually a lot of uh, Christian influencers, artists. They actually feel one way, but they can't publicly. They can't publicly be a certain. They know if they do this, their brand will take a hit. Yeah. Uh, LaCrae is the only one that I can speak about publicly because he spoke about it publicly. Mm-hmm. He learned, like, yo, if I go Black Lives Matter, I, I'm these white churches that I used to be able to perform in, they're not having that. So yeah. he was warring with, like, if I make this choice as a black man, right. yeah. it's going to impact my actual family because yeah. the brand has been this one way. So I think yeah. people, it's hard to explain that to people who haven't had to live it. Cause some people, I was just on Twitter. Somebody was asking like, how often do y'all change your name? And like, when you're not an influencer, you could change your Twitter handle, Instagram handle as much as you want. There's nothing to do. But when it's a part of your business, you ain't changing nothing. There's SEO tied to it. There's articles tied to it. It's yes. a big choice. It's your job. Yes, 100%. Like, and that was the thing I think I'm grateful for now is that whenever I felt God tell me, change your name, cut your hair, I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about the ramifications of it. Like, I had a feeling like this going this to kind of mess with stuff. Like, this is going to adjust. But, like, I <coughs> allow myself to believe that it could go the way that it actually went mm-hmm. um, because I didn't think about the 10 plus years of SEO I was le- losing. The linking out on the press articles and the things that I had done all these years, like I didn't think about all of that. And also I didn't realize how many people I would lose. Like yeah. I lost thousands of followers mm-hmm. for like two or three years. Like yeah. it decreased, like no growth decline in brand deals like literally living through like not your worst nightmare because like god still provided and we've been blessed 
still, but is it what it was? Absolutely not. And that's been like hard for me at times because then it's also like, well, if things ain't looking real good in the bank account, like I know what to do. I right. can just like pump out this content. I can, you know, da, 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 and I can make this happen. And every time I would try to turn back to what I used to do or how I used to be, like God would convict me, whether it be in a situation where I'm like, okay, I shouldn't have done that because now I'm paying for it in some other way. Or simply, I feel this weird, like, thing in my stomach that's just like, Jay, you're not supposed to do this no more. So like, wait, let me let me understand what happened. You don't have a, and after I cut my hair, I got more. No. <laughs> I was expecting, oh, on the other side, look, you was like, no, it actually sucked, and it continued to suck. Yes. <laughs> yes, on the business front, yes. And that's, and that's just our truth, you know? But at the same time, what God has shown us so much in this time is that there's so much more to life than like yeah, absolutely business and like being the it girl and having the followers and all these things. Like, yes, we, I, we still have a presence. We have a podcast. We do these things and it is our bread and butter. But even if we don't have excess, even if we don't have abundance, like we are abundant in spirit mm -hmm. we have, and we have so much love. And fulfill like fullness in our lives mm. in such a deep way that like you couldn't pay somebody to like give us what we have in exchange for us submitting and being obedient to what God has called us to do. And what people don't realize is that like I'm more of like the public facing part of us because of lipstick and curls and my background and you know as an influencer, but like my husband, like Mark has been the one that has led me and walked with me along this journey. He's the one that I've seen do all of this stuff first, not in the same like way, cause he didn't have to change his name and capacity kind of thing like that. But in a real day to day, like what does it look like to go from smoking, drinking, partying, being out in the world, doing all the things together as individuals, like we were out here to then change like in a real daily walk to like, pick up a Bible on your lunch break instead of going and hooping at the gym on Nike's campus, like making those choices day in, day out, deciding, hey, let's cut the TV off and let's do a devotion together. Even with me kicking and screaming and not wanting to do that stuff, like he's been the solid like example for me. And so that's the part where for us, I just, I know that God wants us to do something with our marriage because people need to understand that it's not just an individual sport. Like, yeah. And like coming out of things that are not the best for you, like you need support, you need help. And for me, that's happened within my marriage. So that's the part for even with our podcast, like we talk about our marriage, we talk about, you know, relationship concepts. And so many times, like people do not want to hear him speak. And I'm like, y'all, y'all not understanding how this, this works. Like yeah. I'm just a, not just, I'm only a product of him, but it's been him that's helped me be who I am today. So like people love to hear me talk, but they don't want to hear him talk. And I think like, I hope that people just become more open to this idea that like when two become one, come on, like, our my voice is his voice and his voice is my voice. And we don't need to like compete with like, oh, you talked about 30 minutes this time and I'm going to talk about, no, like we can finish each other's sentences or we can allow that person to continue on the flow that they're on. So that's like the long version of like the answer why I cut my hair. <laughs> That was great. I, I want to ask. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask, uh, which I'm happy you actually kind of led naturally into it. I was going to ask really quickly, what was Mark's experience 
with her cutting her hair. Because you also got to understand and realize the, uh, you said God said what? Do, <laughs> do, do you and God know that's tied to the bills? I just right. want to make sure that we're both talking about the same thing. I don't work at the thing. Nike no more. Now, Come listen, on. Yeah, if you would have told me this up front, I, I would have went back to that organ, man. Because Nike was always available. And then <laughs> we have both decided not to, and now you're kind of changing the plan that had already changed. So now I just want to make sure we're all reading from the same handbook because it seemed like y'all might be reading from a different one. Because if you see mine right here, say, you stay with long hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, like... That's very real. Even early on, like her, I love her hair. Mm-hmm. I would. T- I went the first time we we laid down next to each other. I'm holding her, and I was like, "This is my first time laying in a woman's hair that didn't itch me on the face. Like, it was so soft and plush. I was like, "Yo, this is different." So she brought up cutting cutting it a few times, just out of like being tired of it and it was heavy and summertime suck and like all that and i was always like you know you sure about that baby <laughs> i like the hair you know not even thinking about the business side of it especially while i was still at nike mm-hmm. and what happened was and i've actually never thought about this until you asked me that question so rewind to my nike days mm-hmm. god told me to i got to oregon in october of 2016. Mm-hmm. God told me to leave Nike in 2018 because I was starting to view things and rise and just, there were just certain decisions I wasn't willing to make. I wasn't fully spiritually where I am now, but I knew better. And I was like, you know what? That's not worth it. So if I have to do that to rise, I won't be here for long. Yeah. And so I brought that to her and she was like, um, <laughs> Do you want to like build another business? Yeah, but it was like day after day, things would get harder and harder and harder for me um, creatively. Mm-hmm. And so one day, I talked to one of my directors, and he was blocking me from a position I was going for in the creative space there. And I got off the phone and I said, Hey, God wants me to leave. Now we're talking, this was November 2019. And we prayed and she said, if you feel like God is telling you that, then do it. So fast forward, how can I receive that from her? Mm-hmm. That's good. Her that's yeah, good. that's good. Man. I knew you would come around, Mark. So like. <laughs> I, I, I say he just got to be a good man. I know he is. I, I believe in him. Even in the past. And all this already happened. I knew he was going to make the right choice. <laughs> yeah. So like she supported me through it. And like. Ironically, during that time, there was like a whole investigation that happened in my favor, and I ended up getting paid for Shut three months up. Yeah. to work. So I got a chance to be home with my newborn and her, and like just focus on them and still get paid for it. Yeah. Then I ended up getting a deal with the NFL to do some T-shirts for them. For That's the awesome. Paid for that. Yeah. So like in that, it was like trusting God that no, it's not coming every two weeks the way it would normally happen throughout the history. Yeah. But he's a provider. So in the same way, Come on, Jehovah forward, her hair, deals are dropping, but like people are reaching out to us like, can we pay your mortgage? Can we yeah. bless you? Can we do? And I'm like, so it wasn't happening the way that we yeah. but it continued to happen. Even even being here, like, thank y'all for this opportunity. Because like we are, yo, like we don't have, 
y'all didn't have to do this. Mm-hmm. So like when we start coming up, it's like, wow, God is continuing to show himself in ways that we could have never imagined. How we've been trying to hold on to like her hair and my Nike and still run that mm. way. We would not be the people that we are today in heart. You know what yeah, I good. love about that that's in good, heart. heart. I was gonna say, uh, I think you. I I I just and I don't, I'm not a really a prophetic person. Come on, the kid. Lord don't work with me like that. You but I think even outside of money, yes. I think it is <laughs> such a dangerous thing to let all your choices be led by money. Hundred percent. It is yeah. dangerous because you you end up serving money, and then we all know that the money, you know, it cannot make an unhappy person happy. Mm-hmm. It can make you comfortable, but it cannot fix broken things in you. Mm-hmm. And I think even if y'all don't make the money, the peace that you have is more valuable. There's people with a lot mm-hmm. of money who have no peace, no mm-hmm. happiness, no whole relationships. And Melissa and I talk about this often. <clears throat> we grew up, bless you. We, when we were young and married, I remember we used to go to Oregon. We used to live in Tacoma, Washington. Mm-hmm. And we'd ha- yeah, we oh. had no money. We would go to uh, the Lloyd Center. Yep. Okay. Because you, you, there was no taxes in Oregon. There was no taxes. We didn't have no money anyway, but we would be like, "Ooh, boy, they ain't got no taxes. If we had this, we probably could get that for the straight hundred. <laughs> we don't though, but that is nice. <laughs> and you know, I tell this story all the time, but I, I love to tell it because when we didn't have no money like that, we never went without. Like we had EBT sponsored barbecues. Our, a lot of our friends were on the state, and we had the grill. We went to Melissa get them coupon books. We used to go to the Mariners game on like two dollar ticket day. We went to the zoo. We took our kids to the park. We, you know, we played football in, in the park. We had, you know, what I'm saying like, there's, there's money can't buy that piece. Yeah. It didn't matter that we wasn't on the third baseline of the Mariners game. We yeah. was way up there. But when oh, we look yeah. at those pictures, our kids are like memories Whoa! only. Like we was having the best time. We went outside the stadium. It's some of my most fond memories. Is yeah. eating two dollar hot dogs after a two dollar game and be like, we got sixteen people in this game for like fifty bucks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like we had a great time, and I think you guys have made that decision. Yeah, yeah. And and I think you enjoy your life better in the outfield than in a box seat where you feel like you don't belong. Yeah. Well, Pam, get this though. This is what's dope about it too. In agreement with you, we we came from like we were. Out here, we were backstage, we was VIP, and we was traveling every week. Mm-hmm. We were, we had, we experienced that life that a lot of people are like truly chasing. Yeah. So, like, to have that, then this, we would honestly choose this. That's yeah. amazing. That is. Like, because then we was. We you're was also older, your parents yeah. now, you're, yeah. you're, you know you're different most... people. Oh, I wanted to say this. Shaq tweeted this, and I hope he. I hope did he, he tweet, tweet it or did he exer it? I will never say that. This is so. No, they is actually no. They still say tweet. Which is they, that is that is crazy. Shaq, oh, it's, he pinned it. That's how much it meant to him. They say X, but they say. I I X this. Yeah. Shaq uh, X this the other day. He said, the older you get, the more you realize how precious life is. You have no desire for drama, conflict, or stress. You just want good friends, a cozy home, food on the table, and people who make you happy. Wow. And this yeah. is somebody who has a million-dollar home. He said this in Orlando, and he said because of the decisions he makes, he said, I feel alone in a 30,000-square-foot sure home. sure did say that. Oh, and yeah. I would ra- if I could do it again, I'd rather be in a small home with people who I love. 
but I threw it away. And most of us are like, oh, I want a 30,000 square. And this is a person who has that money, has that house, being like, oh, I wish I just had a cozy home, food on the table, and people I love. Yeah. And I, I think we should all, you know, you want to take care of your family, make sure your legacy's good, sure. but yeah. not at the sacrifice of your heart, yeah. as yeah. you so eloquently put it, Mark. Yeah. And that's the thing, I think, when we're young especially, we just chase, and we just think, like, I have so much potential, and I am the greatest thing since life, bread, and I'm going to kill it, and I'm going to do this, and this, and this. You spend, like, for us, we spent our 20s, like, just chasing and getting these accolades and just doing all the things, and you realize that, like, what happens is, and we, ha we have good friends that are still living this life where it's, like, you blink and you realize y'all are still living in a very individual life, mm -hmm. and it's only about you, and that's where you're limited yeah. because it's just you. It's just you. It's just your success. It's just what you have. And, and we realize that because we've expanded, we quote unquote, you know, not maybe have as much as we did before, but we have more in the love and in the community and our children and our family. So where it's like, yeah, we have changed because like when love enters your life through these different ways, it changes you in a real way. And it's, it's sad when I see like younger people, you know, wanting to still get all the things right. and like chasing after that. I'm like, y'all. You don't understand. You're going to get in those backstages and those, you know, special rooms and sitting at those tables and realize that the people you idolize don't even like themselves and they don't even like their lives, but they make it look so good so that you still pursue it, too, because it's like it's like a trick. It's yeah. A trick. yeah. And, and it's not it really is. And I, <laughs> I really, no, it's a gotcha because you really think it's going to be great. And it's like, no, it's not going to always be great. And then it's like, even being in those positions where you're around celebrities and influencers and stuff, it's like, you don't even understand, like, these people are struggling with so much anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts and all these things. And it's like, you don't want what they got. And you don't want to have to do what they had to do to get to where they are. So when we were experiencing that and God called us out, we said, okay, God, we coming because this can't be it. Like, it, it just can't be it. Y'all might as well start the Influencer Church of God in Christ, man. That's oh, good. Nah. <laughs> what, what was really dope about that, too, is as we've torn down those idols that we both made, because I have my whole thing with, with sneakers and clothes and yeah. fashion and all that that's been torn down as well, it's being rebuilt, but God is rebuilding it. Yes. So, like, we're getting back to those places, but, like, now, when we do get those bigger paydays, we know there's purpose for that. Yeah. Right? And your foundation is stronger. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're getting blessed with all these different things mm -hmm. now, yeah. but it's like coming from a totally different place because our hearts are different. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. Listen to me. Y'all were great. Jade and Mark. Great times. Beautiful souls. Great times. Oh, so Beautiful right. souls. Love it. Please tell the people where they can find you on um, social media. Tell them about your podcast. This will come out probably in late November, December. So if you have any upcoming projects in maybe January, um, you can also let the people know that as well. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so you can find us, both of us, at The Godboat Life on Instagram. That's our podcast platform. Uh, we host our visual podcast shows on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash jade godbolt uh on instagram i'm jade godbolt tiktok and just everywhere else is jade godbolt and mark is mark, mark z godbolt on instagram but you can find us 
you know, intermingled through all those platforms. But yeah, definitely check out our podcast. It's all about marriage and how God has really healed us both through our marriage. And we tell it all too. Yeah. Like we I love it. Talk about my cheating. We talk about Mark. Think, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like we talk Mark. About, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm t- I was out here, y'all. I'm telling y'all. Yes. People who are out here make the best Christians because you done been out there in the world. You come back, you appreciate that prodigal son come back and love the Lord oh, harder up. than the one who stayed up in there the whole time. He ain't even he don't even know they, him like that. They needed that grace. You need a you and serve, that salvation. Listen. Every bit of it. Okay? Yes. And she stayed, so it was mm. like, oh yeah. So we talked about all of that, yeah. but also like what we're doing now to like maintain. Yeah. I love you know? it. I love it. So, Perfect. I really quickly want to say that I was listening to, I think it was a recent episode of your podcast, and Mark said, you guys were talking about uh, wife life, and he said, how does it feel to be, what did he say, my feelings in human form? Yes. I, I paused the episode and and rewound it three times. <laughs> Love it. It's, yes, his feelings, his, the, his heart made flesh. The feelings from my heart made flesh. That's yeah. what you said. Because I'm the rib. So mm. I, like we're the rib, right? Yes. And we're the ones that protect the heart. But that oh. is like us in form. Yeah. So like he, as a husband, establishes and he is what he is. And I, as a wife, expand. So he establishes and is what is. And then I am a representation of the feelings and the joining of all those things. Yeah. So whatever he establishes, I expand. Whatever he feels, I'm gonna pick up on it, and I may, and I'm gonna put it out too because we're one flesh. Yeah. So yeah. So I like make decisions and go. Women are the feelings, and that's also why you see teams with just men, and it's like that. There's no joining. There's something missing that brings it all together. Yeah. We got a whole bunch of women, and it's like there's no decisiveness. Yeah. That's why God created us separately, but also equal. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Love it. Thank yeah. you guys. Thank you guys. So you guys were amazing. Much. I truly enjoyed this. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much. All, all right. right. Bye. Bye. Bye.